0: Welcome, everyone, to the Trail Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Stoner, and this is our new gear series chat. we we'll i all be sitting down with industry experts discussing everything gear-related topics, whether it's shoes, clothing, nutrition, hydration, you name it, we'll cover it. We just want to help the trail owner understand which product and why. So without further ado, my next guest, Valerie Sanford and David Belhuisen.
1: Well, help me turn the turning. Well, help me get it right.
0: I'd like to welcome Valerie Sanford and David Veldheisen from Blue Rub Skin Care to the uh, Trail Life. Thanks a lot, guys, for joining me on our uh, Trail Life podcast gear chat today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, pleasure. So we're going to be talking uh, chafing products. And so, I, you know, and that's one of the things that when I started the thought process of what kind of products to have on this podcast, you know, chafing products like was in my top three. And it's one of those things that I don't think a lot of runners actually consider. We've all, if you've been in the industry for a while, you've everybody's seen the the bloody nipples or the or feet that are all messed up. You you get a little bit of burn on your you know inner thighs or armpits because of because of everything. So. I wanted to make sure that, that our listeners had some information on what chafing products uh, they should look for, when they should start using it. Uh, but, and before we get into that conversation, I want to hear from you, like, how long have you both been in the industry? And then what really makes, makes you guys industry experts on chafing products?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and start. Um, I did not found Blue Rob. I purchased it a couple of years ago from the original founder who's in Indianapolis. And I'll let Val share when we get to her kind of the connection with that, with that owner. Uh, So I grew up in Northern Colorado. I grew up. 30 miles from Rocky Mountain National Park. I grew up, you know, downhill skiing, backcountry skiing. I was a pretty early adopter of mountain biking. I started road cycling when I was 16 years old, rock climbing when I was 15. I've done these sports for, I've run marathons. I'm, I'm, I'm into trail running at the moment. So I've done these sports for 40, some of them close to 50 years now. And um, so I'm really coming from a point of view of, of a user. And so, you know, I've used all these Products. I, you know, back in when I started road cycling, the only chamois cream was this kind of petroleum jelly stuff from England. And so I've watched these products kind of develop through the through the years, and have used them. So that's where I'm coming from with uh, just kind of personal knowledge of using the the products.
2: My background is really in the development of the products. Um, Before joining, um, becoming an owner in Blue Rub, I worked with a company that formulated the original products. So I've been there from the very beginning, helping to choose the ingredients, working on the formulations, um, the the. The formulator who created the Blue Rub products was an endurance cyclist and runner. So not only was the owner into that, but so was the formulator. So we were able to pick the products, pick the ingredients that made the products work. And I just kept seeing, you know, the success of this product. And when the owner wanted to sell, I hooked him up with Dave, who we've been friends since college. And, and I just knew that Dave would appreciate the clean products and the efficacy. And then I left that company and joined Blue Rub um, about a year ago. So that's how I'm in this from the product and ingredient and science side of things. Nice. I was an athlete in my youth, and then um, had a cancer scare that kind of took me out of some of that stuff. So I, I'm in there in spirit.
0: I want to get into, uh, and one of the things is, is when should a runner uh, consider using a chafing product, and is a chafing product good for? any, like any distance runner? I mean, is it good for a 5k or versus an ultra marathoner?
1: Yeah. I think that that's going to ultimately come down to the individual, you know, the individual's body type, (laughs) You know, how much do do they sweat, you know, kind of what are they wearing or what do they feel comfortable wearing? So it can be used at any distance, really. I think for me, you know, I'm probably not going to use chafing products under eight miles. You know, when I'm when I was running marathons and training for marathons, you know, if I was doing a five, six mile run, probably wasn't going to need chafing products. But if I got beyond eight, I could start to feel it. For me, it was inner thighs uh, and, you know, kind of inner arms, uh, armpit areas was where, you know, I was kind of plagued by chafing. I think, though, like I would err on the side of if you think you're going to need it, put it on, you know, I mean, I would I would for your your listener base, you know, I would experiment with, you know, where where is that level for me? But certainly for ultra runners, boy, I would I would put it on and not have to not want to think about it versus worrying about kind of chafing at some point during the race.
0: You know, if you're a runner getting into the sport, um, is this something that you should really consider, you know, from the get go, or is it, this, this is something that, that just get into it, learn what your, you know, how, how your body reacts to being out there on, on the trail or even on the road, and then kind of make that determination of, you know, if that if a chafing product would be good for you, because is that a pretty, good it I,
1: I think so. I mean, I really do think it comes down to experimentation. I think that most, you know, I think most long distance triathletes, and I think most long distance runners use some kind of chafing product. You know, they just don't want to have to deal with that component of their race. But I think it's worth playing with. I think that I uh, personally, when I'm trail running, I've got three different hydration packs, just different sizes. And um, I always have a little half ounce chafe in, in all those packs. So, you know, it might be that you're, you're listening base or a new runner new to the sport has a little bit of chafe with them, they take it along, they see what that kind of uh, point is for them when they really feel like they're starting to need it and play around with it. I do ultimately think it comes down to kind of You know, the individual.
2: I also think if I can jump in there, I think that speaking as a woman, many of us know on a hot summer day when we're wearing a skirt, we know exactly where we're going to chafe. And if you chafe when you're walking around at the park or taking a hike, you know, walk with your kids, then you're going to need it running. And so using some of your previous like non running experience to tell you, or if you've got a bra that really rubs you the wrong way, you know, that's another way to know, okay, I know I'm going to need chafe when I'm running because it bugs me when I'm walking. So I think there's some non-running experience that you can apply to determine that as well. Let's
0: let's talk it from the point of uh, like a natural uh, product versus, you know, a synthetic product or petroleum products. What's, what should runners be looking at when they're trying to select uh, a different type of trafing product?
2: That's a, that's a great question. And, and I'll, I'll go ahead and take that one. So first, you know, from a science perspective, the, Skin is the biggest organ in your body. It is responsible for getting toxins out of your blood system, protecting your organs, um, regulating heat. And what you don't want to be doing is is making that organ work harder. So when you put a petroleum product or a silicone or dimethicone that doesn't let the skin breathe, you are making it harder for the skin to do its job. Plus you're adding potentially, you know, toxins into the system. There are products out there that some of the ingredients are hormone disruptors, and you certainly do not want that um, anywhere near, you know, your genitals or, you know, glands or anything like that. The other thing that I think is important important um, on the science side is the oils and butters and beeswaxes that make up natural products inherently have omegas they have vitamin b's they have vitamin e's they have antioxidants so they have things that are actually going to nourish your skin as well as protect it and then the from an environmental perspective they're not when you wash them down the drain, they're not going to hurt the fish that the water is going into. You know, um, I, I like to say, you know, you're not going to go out to the little drain that has the fish mark on it and boil petroleum product down there. You're not going to dump your oil down there. So you don't want to dump it off your body. Petroleum products, azocarite, silicone, dimethicone, um, they can be really, really damaging to the environment to extract as well. Um, they're They're expensive to the environment. So using renewable resources like coconut oil, shea butter, beeswax, something called uh, brassica glycerides, which is actually a broccoli seed oil, is a phenomenal um, replacement for silicone and dimethicone. It just has this really fabulous slip to it, which is what you want to create that, um, reduce the friction. So looking for castor oil, brassica, um, shea, coconut, beeswax, things like that are going to be really important for your skin as well as for the environment. Now, do
0: um, do some of these other uh, products aside from the sticks, like the chafing sticks? Is there any natural options for like your like but your like petroleum? So let's say, is there any natural? Um, options there
2: castor oil is probably the uh, closest thing that you're going to get and you'll 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 have like an aloe and castor base will give you that kind of um, petroleum jelly like substance Um, so you can use a gel that way or like with a chamois you're gonna you're gonna have less you're not gonna have beeswax but you're gonna have more oils and butters that are then held together with some sort of a binder And again, it's a natural binder, like a plant-based binder. So yeah, there are options out there. And aloe is the thing you want to be looking for for gels.
0: So let's get into uh, how often... Chafing product should be used, you know, it, it, and it's all going to depend on sport and it's all going to depend on the person, right? So if it's cyclists are going to use a shaping product in a different form than, you know, a trail runner would. How often, if you're using the product, say you're an ultra runner, let's just go from that perspective. And you're, you've got different checkpoints along the way. How often would a, would a, would a runner want to start reapplying the, the shaping product? I mean, it, how long would a, like a, let's say a natural, Uh, product like blue rub how long does that last a runner during during an event
1: yeah so um our stick product our blue rub shave will definitely last well through a marathon so if you're a marathoner you're running that 26.2 distance apply it before your race apply it you know to your inner thighs your armpits you know a sports bra strap your heels perhaps your toes um you're going to have no issue with that uh lasting throughout that 26 miles. Now I need to candidly say, I am not an ultra runner. I have not experienced that yet. But my guess would be that, you know, as the deeper you get into an ultra, the more you're starting to wear your body, whether it's, you know, your feet starting to go, whether it's, you know, that hem on your short rubbing against your leg. So I I would think that the application would be at every checkpoint. There is certainly no reason to not reapply at every checkpoint. Um, I would, if, if I imagine doing an ultra, man, I would have both a stick and more of a cream base, particularly to try to protect my feet. I mean, I imagine that, that the weak link for me in an ultra would ultimately be my feet and and blistering and wear on my feet. Um, and I would do everything I could as often as I could to to try to prevent that.
0: So when it comes to that's uh, bringing up the feet is a is a great example. You know, I've I've had a lot of friends of mine do the ultras and I've seen these overnight runs. You know, and their feet are just getting beat up. And that's the thing that goes first. Right. And so what's the application process when it comes to putting chafing on, on your feet? I mean, how, like, how much do you have to get in between toes and and like, is how much of it is also getting in onto the heels and, and the arch of the foot?
1: Yeah, so for, for me, and I, I, I have played around with, with uh, using chafing on my feet just to kind of, you know, even though I'm not running it at the ultra distance, just to kind of play around with it. And for me, I would, I'd use the stick on kind of the, the, the bony parts. So let's say the outer, you know, edge of my big toe and the outer part of my little toe. I would use it around the back of my heel, around kind of the Achilles area and around the ball of the heel. And then I have used more of a cream, more of kind of a chamois cream to kind of work in between my toes and underneath the, the, the foot, the toe pads as well. Um, so for me, it's kind of, a, a, been a as I've experimented with it, has been kind of a two-pronged um, or a two-product
0: approach. You know, from an everyday use, I mean, you know, Val, you talked about it, getting to know your body and, and walking around and understanding like what, what rubs and what doesn't rub, what what kind of, you know, clothing will rub against your skin. I mean, is this something that too that anybody could use a chafing product at any any given time too, if you're just, you know, walking around just, you know, on a, on a hike, just not even a, like, whether it's a hike or walking down the neighborhood.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and one of the things that, that, I think is true is the less that you have to worry about pain when you're moving around, the more you're going to enjoy your opportunity, you know, what you're doing. And so using a, we, you know, we have folks who are working as landscapers who in the heat and they get prickly rash. And we have a postman who gets prickly rash on his legs. So he uses chafe to keep that down. We even have families who use it on their baby's butts because it's designed to kind of protect your protect your skin and whether that's, you know, from running and and ultra exercises or the way day to day life just takes a, takes a toll on, on your body, especially in heat situations or damp situations. You know, I use chafe on my inner thighs. I have a particular shirt that when um, we're kayaking, I cannot be five minutes in the water without that shirt bothering me, but it's my favorite shirt. So I use, um, I use it right on the seam on my shoulder because, you know, I'm, I'm moving my arms and I'm moving my shoulders and that's what gets me. So um, I, it's absolutely for more than running.
0: You know, one of the biggest things that I I can look at from a, from a chafing perspective is uh, the benefit of recovery. Right, yeah. and and how how would you explain it to our listeners? How how does a chafing product actually benefit your recovery process?
2: So um, I can take it from oh well, I thank you I
1: think no go ahead Val go go ahead Val
2: from an ingredient and and product perspective first of all you're going to reduce the the wear and tear on the skin you're going to reduce the damage that's done in the first place and then second of all the Chafe is going to provide extra um, nutrients and moisture to your skin to help it recover faster. If you don't use a chafe product and you end up with heat or rubbing or blisters or chafing, that can get infected. It can. It's hard to get clean because hot water and antiseptics hurt like the dickens when you're trying to clean it. So prevention is part of recovery, but you can also apply the stick or even a chamois after you've cleaned up to provide some extra care from it getting worse by just walking around and doing your recovery time. So there's nothing in a natural, like the blue red products are going to hurt that skin. It's actually going to help. Um, nu- provide nutrients and moisture and hydration to that skin because it's aloe and coconut oils and things like that so it's going to actually take care of it if you've got your chafe and you've prevented yourself from rubbing skin raw you can be out running again sooner than if you have to wait for blisters to heal got
1: it yeah we have a gravel cyclist uh, we have a long distance gravel cyclist and up in the uh, upper peninsula who um you know it's you know, using and regular use uh, and consistent use of a anti-chafing product has allowed him, you know, he said he used to go from three or four days a week to now riding six or seven. So just kind of cutting, you know, just kind of trying to minimize that uh, skin discomfort allows you to, to, you know, be out and enjoy your sport, you know, longer, train harder and, you know, be out more regularly.
0: Very cool. Well, I'd like to really thank you guys for jumping on and, and talking during the podcast today and i will say that uh you know blue rub is a sponsor to not only the endurance race series but also to this podcast and and so thank you to you guys for supporting the trail running community um i i know that we're you know the community is always looking for really great products that are hands-on and and knowledgeable and and they always want to support you know really good small business you know companies so we really appreciate your guys support on us and uh for any of our listeners uh, they do have a, a discount code for our listeners and our and our trail running community. Uh, Val, what was that code again?
2: It's twenty 2020 And just stick it in the coupon code when you check out on bluerub.com. And you'll also get uh, free shipping in the U.S. Under th- when you buy over $30. So uh, e-race twenty 2020 And it's good through the end of next year because 2020 is kind of a (laughs) do-over that is very true (laughs)
0: all right well thanks a lot again guys i really appreciate it and you guys have a have a great day thank you so much pleasure